welcome to the pre-post film review. I'm Matt Stevenson. And I'm John Asquith. So the way the podcast works, if you're a new listener, is uh, we talk about a movie over two kind of time periods. Uh, The first section of the podcast is a trailer analysis, where we watch a trailer for a film. Uh, We talk about our hopes and expectations, maybe make a few predictions for the story. Uh, And then we come back uh, once the film has been released and we talk about the film itself and sort of compare back to our trailer thoughts. Uh, So we do jump straight into spoilers for the second half of the podcast. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, don't listen to our full review because you'll get spoiled. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about the new Denis Villeneuve film, Sicario. Uh, So let's jump on into our trailer thoughts for this one. State Department is pulling an agent that specializes in responding to escalated cartel activity. This is not my department. FBI! You want to be a part of this? Do we get an opportunity of the men responsible for today? The men who are really responsible for today. Been to what is before? We're going to El Paso, right? You're not American. What do you work for now? Well, I go where I'm sent. Every day across that border, people are killed with his blessing. To find them would be like discovering a vaccine. Nothing will make sense to your American ears. But in the end, you will understand. Spotter vehicle, left lane. Spotter vehicle, 9 o'clock. All right, we've just watched the trailer for the new Denis Villeneuve film, Mm -hmm. Sicario, Um, the director of Prisoners and Enemy. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Has he done stuff before that, Matt? They're the only films I've seen of his. Uh, They're the only two that... Oh, no, actually, he has done a few things. He did... um, a film Incendies, which is really great, and a bunch of other stuff that I haven't seen. But oh, the right. three that, okay. that I'm familiar with is uh, Incendies, uh, Prisoners and Enemy. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to check out more of his work, because uh, mm-hmm. I really like Prisoners and Enemy. Um, but we're not here to talk about those films. We're here to talk about Sicario, his uh, yeah. latest feature. Uh, what do you think, based on the... Well, we've watched two trailers, yeah. right? <clears throat> so, yeah, so maybe you can talk is... about that. Um, yeah, definitely. This is a little bit different, I suppose, because we, we watched the original trailer, and I'm not sure what the second trailer is, whether it's just a second trailer or if it's an international trailer. Um, but they're quite different in terms of tone. Um, I'm, well, I guess overall I'm excited to see this film. I was excited before I even saw a trailer just based um, on the people behind the camera uh, or in front of the camera. The cast is amazing as well. Like, it's just... and there was a really big buzz about this film coming out of Cannes and um, a lot of people saying that it was really amazing. So I was already excited about this film. Mm. Um, and I think the trailer, while I, as usual, <laughs> we can complain about it revealing too much, mm. um, makes the film look great, I think. Uh, particularly the first trailer. Um, it 
tonally it seems to be in line with sort of what we've seen from him before, particularly Prisoners. It's kind of really dark and oppressive and mm. sort of icky tone, looking at the, the underbelly of kind of CIA intervention into um, South America and, and the drug wars in Mexico or uh, wherever it's actually set. Um, mm. So it's kind of like morally ambiguous subject matter, which suits his his dark sort of mm. creepy filmmaking style which I really like and that that the trailer has a very sort of oppressive vibe there's this like sort of bassy hum that like drops in yeah. and out and it feels like scary almost mm. like it's, it's yeah. going to be an intense film mm-hmm. um but the second trailer that we watched um kind of does away with that and and plays a kind of poppy hip-hop song over the top of it um which i'm hoping is a marketing ploy to try and um attract a more mainstream audience because um i i don't want this to be a sort of cool uh film about um you know drug wars and like uh, glorifying Mm. the cia and how they're sort of badass with their like body armor and vans driving around the the streets of Mexico and getting into shootouts and all that sort of thing, which I don't, I don't think it is based on his track record, but that the second trailer mm. kind of paints it as more of a, a, a badass action film than a, mm. um, a dark psychological thriller, which is mm. kind of what it feels like from the first trailer. Um, what about you, John? Are you excited to see this? Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, as I said before, I've, of um, the director's work, I've only seen uh, Enemy and Prisoners, but I mm-hmm. really love, really, really love those films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're just the kind of filmmaking that really gets me going. I really uh, enjoy watching and um, just that slow burn sort of, as you said, real psychological. There's like a darkness just underneath the surface. Mm. Um, I really enjoy that sort of thing. I think True Detective season one had a similar feel mm. in a way. Um, yeah, borderlines on horror in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, like, it does. Yeah, n- nothing overt, but there's this mm. really pitch black undercurrent that sort of yes, is, runs throughout his film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think this looks the same, and that mm-hmm. gets me excited. I think uh, yeah, I would agree with you that the two trailers are weirdly very different totally mm. um, uh, but like you said I think I think it is just a marketing thing in the second yeah. one it's to, to get people in that might not be interested because it's about you know gang wars and cops and as you said you know badass violence and things which I'm sure that stuff's in it but I would you know kind of be pretty um, confident in saying that that's not what the film's about I would yeah um, I wouldn't, don't think it's going to glorify that kind of that no, kind of violence. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot to chew on and some nice thematic stuff. It's beautifully shot. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed that Roger Deakins is the cinematographer, uh, and he's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, really excited. I, I mean, the trailer does give away way too much. I think. Like, I yeah. feel like I've seen scenes from very close to the end of the film. Yes, I agree. one I was shot in ask particular. You uh, there's like a shot of Emily Blunt looking injured leaning mm-hmm. against a wall yep. like I'm going to tell everyone what you've done it's like that looks pretty close to the end <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I hope it's not I hope there's some surprises in there for us uh, it's a shame that it, that it shows show so much I mean even I don't know how you do it 
this way, but even just not kind of revealing as much about Benicio del Toro's character, right? Who seems to start off as he's on the squad with them, and then he starts yeah. hunting them down or something, or there's I this larger like conspiracy. <clears throat> I feel like that's what's implied by the trailer, anyway. Is that he? Yeah. Is I mean, the, the film is called Sicario, and the trailer like points out that Sicario is the Mexican word for hitman. Mm. Or Spanish, whatever it is, um, mm. and they sort of overtly like Emily Blunt is uncomfortable having him on the team because he's like a hired gun, um, mm. and Josh Brolin's kind of s- s- trying to talk her around, saying how he'll work for anyone, so it's fine, you know, like it's better to have him working for us than it is to have him working for the bad mm. guys. But yeah. then it seems pretty clear that there's a lot of twists and turns, and that he ends up turning against them, and there's sort of some implications at least I felt from the trailer that it was kind of part of a bigger plan by Josh Brolin and that she was yeah. a pawn because she says something about you use me to mm. as bait or something that yeah I don't know I feel like that yeah he, he is going to turn evil and then you're going to find out that it is a higher levels of corruption or maybe not corruption maybe but Josh Brolin feels like he's doing the right thing but his methodology like the way he goes about it is like super dark mm. and underhanded mm. Yeah, I think uh, you're spot on. It really seems to give away all of that stuff. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see whether we're being misled or not. Yes. Uh, but I have a bad feeling that you're on the money there and uh, that's kind of the general storyline. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I guess it makes me a little worried that the the second trailer having such a tonal shift from the first that... Um, there's a lack of confidence that the film can attract an audience on its own. So perhaps mm. they have to. Sh- they feel like they need to show more of the plot, and they need to like mm. manufacture this action movie vibe to get an audience into cinemas. Perhaps yeah. because it it could be such sort of bleak, dark yes. subject matter, um, yeah. which is disappointing if that's the case. Because like you said, we've now potentially kind of mm. know the, the, the what's going to happen for the whole film. Yeah, or the majority yeah. of the film anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, having said all that stuff, I'm super pumped to see this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. Just watching the um, the trailer, as much as I, I was disappointed at what it revealed, just the look and the feel, particularly in the first trailer, is yeah, so, so in my wheelhouse and exactly what I like about his previous films. So I'm mm. super pumped. Yeah. Hopefully it yeah. can surprise us. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll find out in the future. Yep. Come on, future John and Matt. Were we right or were we wrong? Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) I'm not a soldier. This is not what I do. What is this what happens when they dig in? This is it. Gotta be careful around these people. CIA is not supposed to work this side of the fence. They will not survive here. You use me as bait. Reach! You saw things you shouldn't have seen. Marks from the composition. Providing a measure of order that we could control. I want to tell everyone what you did. Alright, welcome back everyone. 
Mm, uh, since we've been gone, John and I have both now seen Sicario. Um, and I'm curious to hear, John, did you think the film lived up to our uh, psychological horror thriller kind of expectations? Or was it more in line with the second trailer and a big bombastic action gangster sort of film? <laughs> um well, I think, uh, thankfully, it is definitely not the second trailer. Um, I think that's mm. a, a classic case of mismarketing a movie to try and get people, a certain audience, to come and see it. Um, the movie's definitely more in line with the first trailer and what we were sort of hoping the movie would be in terms of the dark psychological thriller um, that's dealing with the, some more weighty issues and not just a action, you know, badass, gangster, you know, being a drug lord's kind of cool sort of movie. Uh, mm. so it's not that at all. Um, I really enjoyed this movie, and I think um, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't surprised by anything, though, and I wasn't underwhelmed. It was kind of like exactly what I was expecting. Um, and mm. I think a large reason for that is uh, that the trailer does give away a lot. Um, and so there were points that are shown in the trailer that are quite late in the movie that I was waiting for the whole time. Mm. And so I, I had a, I totally had a sense of the overall arc of the story and a lot of our predictions, uh, which weren't like crazy insightful things. I mean, we just picked them up from the trailer and most of them were mm. correct, I think in terms of yeah. the big conspiracy and all this kind of stuff. And, um, so that, that was a little disappointing, but I think it's a exceptionally well-made movie. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully edited. The performances are great. The score is unsettling. Uh, it does have... I mean, I, I could have done with even more of the horror tinge. I think it starts out like that, and then that kind of gets lost a bit. Um, but there is always this dark, seedy uh, overtone to it, which I really, really liked. Um, so although I wasn't surprised, I was really... Uh, entertained and uh i just i think it's a great a really really good movie um but uh yeah unfortunately the trailer was a bit of a uh a spoiler mm. spoiler thon uh what do you think matt what do you yeah um i think i had a bit of a similar experience to you john um i really enjoyed the film while i was watching it but um underwhelmed is the wrong word i think you're right it was mm. like exactly what well it actually I think it was a bit less than I expected in certain aspects and more okay. than I expected in others and it kind of balanced into this middle ground and mm. if anything like it's grown in my mind since I've seen it so I'm liking it more and more and more the more I think about it but I remember yeah. just coming out of the cinema <laughs> in particular <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying about the trailer and the plot points um, the trailer is super spoilery but not only that I feel like the trailer suggests a more twisty, turny, twisty kind of mm. plot. And it just doesn't really happen. It just sort of plays out kind of mm. like what you expect it to play out, mm, which isn't true. necessarily a bad thing, but I just, I was expecting some sort of revelation or some, I don't know, just to, to be a bit more of a like convoluted in a good way story. And it was yeah. much simpler than I yeah. expected it to be. Mm. Um, but having said that, the filmmaking is awesome. And I agree with you in terms of the first, probably like the first third, I think is also the strongest, which may be a little yeah. bit of a, 
issue because it never kind of tops that. It kind of hits this ceiling of creepy dread in the first third mm. of the film and kind mm. of stays at that level or dips a little. Yeah, um, I agree. By the end, but man, like the the opening scenes in the the house when they have that kind of shootout. It's not even a shootout. I mean, they just storm the house. Yeah. Um, but the way sort of after that's all gone down and then I think they're sort of talking outside and stuff and mm. it would just randomly insert like shots of slow pans into yeah. the corpse faces with the plastic mm. bags and yeah. it's got that like the hum like that mu- oppressive music over it it's just yeah. gross and fucked yeah. like, I loved that stuff and I yeah. at that moment I was like oh man I'm gonna love this movie this is like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like uh, police horror which you yeah. don't really see that often um but it totally. didn't really go down that, that road, ultimately. No. I think when they first crossed the border into Mexico, I think that is the most effective in terms yeah, of tension as well. Yeah, that was incredible, well. yeah. Like, the, like, when they first get there and they see those, like, <coughs> mutilated corpses hanging from the bridge, and mm. again, it's, like, something out of a horror film. It's like, what the fuck are these guys getting into? Like, where are we? There's yeah. just this lawlessness to it. And mm. then the, the way it builds tension over that, that whole trip to pick up the the hostage or whatever and driving back and then mm. they spot the p- spotter police car driving next to them and then yeah they're just like each every minute or so that the, they just crank the tension up mm. like a notch and mm. they're, they're poor like stopped on the bridge and then so, someone's like oh you can't engage until they get out of the car or whatever and then the, as soon as one of them just like cracks the door like everyone just jumps out and mm. um oh man it was just like I was, wasn't breathing. I was like gripping yeah. onto the arms of my seat. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was um, just that, that scene in particular was some of the best like suspense filmmaking I've seen in a very long time. You know, it was just so expertly yeah. handled. And even though, you know, we're saying that maybe it was slightly underwhelming or, it, or at least what we expected in terms of the whole movie. Um, the craft of it is on another level. I mean, it's just like, I felt so, like I was watching, you know, it's it's like when you watch a Spielberg movie or a Scorsese movie, and I'm not saying it's that good as, as them, but I, I just feel like comfortable, like there's not going to be a mistake or anything weird or that feels unnatural. I think you can just tell that Denis Villeneuve has an idea for every scene, exactly what he wants. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, you're in the hands of someone that really knows mm-hmm. their craft and knows exactly what each frame needs to be telling us. Uh, and I just love... Yeah. I love seeing a movie that's that like confident really in its in its filmmaking um, ability. Yeah. Or its craft, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I also really uh, really love two of the performances. I loved Emily Blunt. I thought it was really great. But mm. I also loved um, Benicio del Toro. And mm. like he's never seemed as threatening as he does in this film. There's just something about his, like, mannerisms mm. and the way he holds himself. And he's never really does anything super violent. I mean, he mm. shoots the people at the end and stuff. <laughs> we can get into that. But he's not, like, throwing people around and yelling at people. He's mm. just kind of quiet and yeah. introverted, but terrifying. And the, the one scene that I knew that I loved his like take on this character is when they had the, the hostage that were interrogating and um, he like sort of grabs this thing of water and walks in and then the way he just walks in and like shoves his crotch like right into yeah, the guy's face. Yeah, I've never face. seen anything like and that it's, before. It's just, no, and it was, I loved it. It was like this kind of like 
bravado, you know, like yeah. a, like an ape or something. Yeah, out total in the masculine like dominance. D- dominance over mm. him, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it was like, I was wondering, I, I loved that. And I was thinking like, what's he going to do here? You know what I mean? But it was, it was purely <laughs> yeah, like an intimidation yeah. thing. It wasn't any, it wasn't actually anything no. like sexual or anything like that. It was... It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally dominating you right now. And then, uh, you know, I think yeah. the way that scene ended was really cool. And I guess this goes back, this goes back to just the filmmaking side of they're doing something horrific to this guy, right? And all it does is just mm. show this drain and it's like slowly, the plug hole, you yeah. know, pushing into the plug hole. Um, I love that kind of stuff. You know, it's just, uh, the power of suggestion and the audio in the background and, um, it's yeah i i really love when films uh do that sort of thing rather than showing us i don't know whatever they were doing to him it's a lot worse if you just imagine it in your head sort of yeah definitely i also um speaking of emily blunt i thought the portrayal of her character was awesome like i loved it i've heard some criticism of the film where people um sort of criticizing it for sidelining her character towards the end mm. of the film which but I completely disagree with mm. all of that yeah, I love me too I love that <clears throat> she's kind of this you know tough female protagonist but it's not in the like cliched way where she has to be act like a man and be like macho mm. or there wasn't like I love that she was just kind of respected because she was good at her job mm. and like the other soldiers like they didn't talk down to her I mean she was excluded from she wasn't part of their group but that was nothing to do with gender that was to do with like the politics of it like that bullshit there was I was just so glad there wasn't some bullshit scene where you know she got like some stupid sexual harassment comment like screamed at her or you know someone said something dumb and she like beat them up or something like to prove that she was one of the men like it was handled so well but you never felt that she was out of well okay you did feel like she was out of her depth but there was never Mm. because of gender like it was all about Mm. yeah it was all about them withholding information from her and uh them using her for their own needs it was it could have been a a man in that role and it would have played out exactly the same way yeah Exactly. I uh, think that's... I really a, respected it for that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I think, as you say, that it, if a man was in that uh, role, it would have been exactly the same. You know, that, and that's not to say that it was... Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just repeating you, but that she it, she wasn't written as a dude either, you know? Like, she is still... No. Uh, ...very much a female character. Yeah, I think, like, like it's just... Her flaws are a uh, uh, character flaws that are like key to the to the plot of the film, right? Yeah. Like the only time, like she's only ever like on the back foot because, like I said, they don't give her information, or she's mm. like she tries to do something good, like when she goes into the bank and gets caught on camera, or whatever. Mm. That was only because she's good at her fucking job and didn't want to like yeah. let the guy get away or whatever. The, she wanted to pin them on the the money charges exactly, um, and. I guess the only the scene that kind of blurs that a little is when she's attacked by the 
the guy that she brings uh, home yeah. from the bar. But the two good things about like that, it was like a consensual thing. She took this guy home. It was never mm. like menacing in any kind of sexual way. Mm. And she won up to him. Like she figured it out before exactly he got the one the jump on her. Yeah. Like she was smarter than he was. It was just that he was physically yeah stronger and they kind of make a character point about that earlier that she's like let herself go she's a bit emaciated because she's overworking herself like exactly it's got nothing to do with her being a weak woman it's being no. her not looking after herself because she's working too hard and That's like right. again you could have switched that with yeah. the genders it's, I, yeah i just really liked all that yeah and i think on that note too it's like uh <laughs> this will sound weird but it's like equal opportunity <laughs> In terms of the violence, you know what I mean? Like, they don't they don't hold anything back because she is a woman either. Mm. In terms of what the film shows and what other characters do to her. You've got that scene with the one night stand. Uh, she gets shot towards the end. Uh, uh, and she's like, can't breathe properly. Um, Josh Brolin at one point is like, really violently like, pushing down on her face and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's like, really brutal stuff. And... As, again, it's not in any kind of man versus woman sort of way at all. It's it's just like the exact same thing you'd see if it was a dude in that role. And I actually think that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Not that... You know, yep. Obviously, if you're cynical in hearing this, you could say, oh, it's good that they're showing a woman being <laughs> beaten. But I don't mean it like that. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's not even a... The movie's not even questioning that side of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, she's in this job. Yeah. She's in this situation. You're going to get fucking hurt. Uh, regardless of if you're yeah. a man or a woman. And I think, you know, we're, we're talking about this and delving into it, but the movie is almost not even concerned with that because it's like, yeah, totally. well, this is just the story and these are the characters and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, I liked that there was some thematic depth to it. I guess we kind of touched on this on the trailer and expected it, but it was... the I liked the... There was kind of like recurring themes of... I mean, it's nothing new, but they're sort of creating their own worst enemies it's like this perpetual cycle mm. of violence you know like there's all mm. that talk about who do you think trained the cartels like the the americans did it in the first place and now mm. <coughs> excuse me and now they have to you know try and fight these people that they they in a sense created mm. and it's the same sort of thing like with benicio del toro's character he goes to the at the end and, and slaughters that guy's family in front of mm. him like but the only reason he did that is because that guy killed his family. Like, he created mm. this the monster that ends up killing him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like this endless cycle of violence. You're always going to get one-upped by the thing that you hurt, sort mm. of thing. You know what I mean? I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just, like, on that note, that final scene at the dinner table, I loved that he shot that family. That sounds so fucked up, but, like, no other <laughs> film would do that. Like, I kind of... Yeah. Yeah, and, they and really went The there. normal film would... Yeah, yeah, he would have let them go, or you know, he would have shot the dad in front of them, or I don't know. He would have, they would have been, he would have been the better man and kind of just walked away. Mm. But he just like it's just cold, brutal, yeah, and but perfectly fits in with the like the themes of the film. Yeah, yeah, I think that that really is a great point and speaks to the movie in general in that it doesn't, it just doesn't hold anything back, and it is quite bleak, and the the ending is like. You know, really, the, the point of the end, the, the very end uh, specifically with, like, the last scene with the kids playing soccer, it, you know, the point is, like, mm. they didn't achieve anything. You know, you hear the gunshot and the gunshots in the background, and it's like, well, there's still, you know, this war going on. There's still violence. What did they actually achieve? Mm. One guy got his personal vengeance. What does that yeah. mean? You know, and it destroyed all these lives in the process. 
Um, and Emily Blunt's character now has to live with the fact that she signed this document that is total bullshit. And, you know, it's a really bleak ending, but I, but not in a, yeah. not in an over the top, like, Oh, the world is dark kind of way. I think it plays it really nicely. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think it's the only way it, that story could have ended. In the, like, in the mm. way that it... The tone and the story that it's telling, it would have felt like a cop-out if there was some sort of happy ending where they, they solved all the issues. Or, you know, like, they, they destroyed yeah. all the, the drug cartels or something mm. ridiculous like that. But mm. like you said, it's also not overblown and mm. a ridiculously doom, doom and gloom. It just it fits so well in a, in a subtle way. Though I am interested, um, speaking of the, the soccer scene at the end, how did you feel about the the scenes that are inserted throughout the film of the son and the father kind of just mm. doing domestic stuff mm. Mm. that kind of eventually ties in towards the end of the film? Um, did, did you like that? Did you not like that? Yeah, I, I loved it, actually. I mean, I, I the whole movie, you're like wondering, where is this going and what, you know, they're going to cross paths at some point. I don't um, and in a way it's strange in terms of like <coughs> traditionally scripting a film, you wouldn't really do that because you, you could have just had the, the, that character appear at the end of the film where you, where he's like unloading the car and Benicio <coughs> del Toro comes out. Like mm. you could have just introduced him there, but the fact that you had this little bit of backstory, um, I don't know. I, I just really liked that. I think most movies don't take that time to flesh out you know, a character that has only a couple of lines and is kind of an mm. extra, really, in a normal action movie. You know, it's this person that's held hostage driving the car. Uh, and in this movie, you get to see the backstory and the family situation. And um, I don't know, I, I, I really liked it. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds. I think <clears throat> I love what it does, and I agree with you completely in terms of it giving a bit of a face to the other side because you really just don't see that side Mm. um, when you're following the the cops, Um, which, I mean, it might not necessarily be a bad thing, but, you know, it was was good to see the other side. But it did feel a little, as you say, out of place. And I think I I could pick it too early that, like, he knew, like he said, exactly knew it was going to, they were going to cross paths Mm. and you knew something bad was going to happen, right? Like, there was mm. no way that was ending good. Yeah. And it just felt a little <clears throat> a little contrived. Um, so I, I, I'm yet to come down on whether I think it, it was good or not. I mean, yeah, thematically I think it's good, but I, I don't know if I like the way that it was executed 100%. Mm. Having said that, maybe if he didn't just die off, which you kind of knew was going to happen. I think the better payoff is that soccer game. Like that was what I found really moving. Like Mm. the fact that what they have to live with, I would almost Mm. have preferred to just see a family that has to deal with it in the periphery, like around their lives all the day, not necessarily Mm. an actual cop that's going to get shot at the end of the film. Right. Yeah. But yeah, having said that, it didn't, it certainly didn't ruin the film for me. It was just Mm. the one little thing that stood out Mm. that I'm unsure of. Mm. Yeah, I just found that, uh, I don't know, I just enjoyed it because you don't, we don't normally get mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, it's a cutaway to a completely yeah. different storyline that overall isn't really important to the plot. But it's just, I don't know, it's a taste of, as you say, the other side and, like, what... Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was innocent. 
he was involved in all the trafficking but you know his kid's innocent and his wife presumably Mm. is kind of innocent and so it was just interesting seeing that side as well um i really enjoyed that for most of the movie you are like emily blunt is sort of the the audience surrogate i suppose um And that we're seeing everything through her eyes and discovering things at the same time as her. And I really loved the feeling for the for the sort of first two thirds, I suppose, of the movie, of just not having any idea what's going on and being lost. And she's being told, mm, yeah, you know, you're helping us out to do this. And then she hops on a plane and it's like, oh, actually, we're going here. And this is like a really dangerous thing. And you've suddenly got to deal with that. And you really felt for her. And as just as a viewer, it's like, you're expecting one thing and then they quickly throw you into another situation. Um, and I just think they they handled that really well of making you confused like her, but not in a mm-hmm. frustrating, bad filmmaking way. Like it was all planned mm-hmm. very well. Um, and you just felt lost and confused, you know, and you suddenly you're in, in this really dangerous mission and, you know, she wasn't prepared for that at, at all. And I think you as a viewer at the same time, that helps with the tension because you're suddenly like, oh shit, this is just happening now. Yeah, that's a really, really great point, actually. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, you almost took the words out of my mouth when I was just thinking then. It does, it just heightens the tension so much more mm. for you as an audience member, not, not knowing, like being on the same footing as her and always feeling a little off balance and like what's going to be thrown at you next. And mm. yeah, it's... It's really well handled, I agree. Mm. So what did you think, Matt, of the um, the kind of... We're saying there's not a big twist or reveal. There sort of is at the end, which was basically in the trailer, that Josh Brolin was sort of just using Emily Blunt. Turns out in the movie it's just literally for some paperwork so they can do what they need to do in her, yeah. her kind of district or whatever. Um, what yeah. did you think of that as a kind of climax to the story well yeah I guess at the time of while I was watching it it was a little disappointing like I didn't even really feel like a climax to me no I yeah I'd you know because that. maybe because we picked it from the trailer but mm. yeah it, it, I kind of was a little bit uh, is that it like I was expecting that there was going to be more mm. um, but retrospectively like thinking about it I kind of love that it's like like you said literally just about paperwork like mm. they just needed it for legal purposes you mm. know covering mm. their asses like what actually probably would happen yeah. I don't know I like that mm. what about you did you feel the same way or did you uh, yeah, did it feel I guess, like a twist for you <clears throat> uh, no no I think yeah I'm on the same page as you like yeah mm. and it's, it is hard to tell whether it's because we picked it or not but even the way it kind mm. of is revealed in the movie, it's not like this big moment where everything like sort of comes together mm. and all the pieces fit. It's just like Josh Brolin's kind of matter of fact about it um, when they're in the hotel mm. room and then later after the kind of shootout and he's like, you know, you're not going to tell anyone that this is just the way it is and, you know, um, it was kind of downplayed. So I don't know. Mm. I don't, yeah, the movie... Yeah, it's, it just doesn't follow a traditional structure. And I think that's why some people have trouble with it. Like some of the criticisms for it suddenly turning mm. away from the Emily Blunt character and being about mm. Benicio Del Toro for that 20 minute sequence or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. And I also find it, 
I don't know, like we're saying, maybe slightly underwhelming in the moment because Mm. it doesn't really build to anything massive other than some of these kind of thematic points that it hits at the end and then it just kind of seeps away again to this dark ending and that's kind of it. Yeah, it's a good point because it does kind of by by shifting focus to the Benicio del Toro character at the end you that like that the the kind of big scene of the film is when he mm. executes the family and the mob boss, right? Mm. And but mm. that's not an, in any kind of payoff like emotional or plot-wise in any way mm. for anyone other than Benicio del Toro. Like that doesn't affect Emily right. Blunt mm. at all, mm. which again is kind of like you can read that as the point of the film, right? Like she she was never meant to be part of this. She was the fucking mm. paperwork and it's not mm. about her. And she like sit in your fucking hotel room and just yeah. sign this document and shut your mouth. Cause that's the only reason you were here. Mm. It's about us and killing this dude. Mm. But as an audience member, there is something like mildly unsatisfying about that. You know, mm. like you've been with this character the whole time and you want some sort of emotional catharsis and it mm. just doesn't give it to you. But mm. I think I would argue that it's on purpose. I think Oh yeah, I that's think a so deliberate too. choice. Yeah. And yeah, in a way that, that can be read as a strength of the film. I will say though, um, those final scenes with Benicio del Toro, mm. after having just talked about how great they were, um, do perhaps like border on a little bit like actiony cliche. Like he is he's like superman superhuman with those yeah. pistol shots yeah like mm. it, it it almost gets a bit silly mm. towards the end the way he takes those guys down yeah i would agree with that it's uh yeah it it almost goes over the line at that point he doesn't make mm. a single mistake or anything you know yeah yeah i think that's really interesting though and i think you're right that that that's the point and the movie deserves, uh, like, kudos for doing that and for being brave enough in some ways mm. to, to like, treat the audience like Emily Blunt's character. And I guess it's doing that the whole way. Mm. <clears throat> As we were saying before, when she's confused, you're kind of confused. And then when she's sidelined, yeah. you're sidelined as an audience member. And it's just like, well, you want this mm. emotional climax, you're not going to get it. Here's something else that's going on. You know, the real point of the mission. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interesting, um, but as we've kind of both said, in the moment when you're sitting there, it is a little bit like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of one yeah. this or that, or I was expecting this or that. So, I don't know, but um, it's definitely, a po- I'm positive on it overall, I think. Yeah. It's actually interesting, more than, I'm thinking about it in my head now, that the action-y scenes with Benicio Del Toro, that's almost like an extension of that, right? Like, it goes, you want a, a, a climax an emotional climax with Emily Blunt's character, we're not going to give it to you. Then it kind mm. of like tricks you into thinking you're going to get like an action film climax because he's being, mm. suddenly gets like badass. But yeah. then the proper climax is you have to fucking sit and watch him murder two children and a, yeah. like the wife, you know, it's yeah, horrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it and is. It, kind of yeah. Like, it trips you up in that way as well. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm really- giving the film too much credit. Maybe it's not that smart, but... I think no, you I could think, read it that way. Yeah, I think you could read it that way. And I'm definitely getting more positive on it as we're talking about it, for sure, as well. Like, mm. kind of going through all this stuff. In general, the movie's... Yeah, I think it's gone up a couple of notches just in our discussion here because there is mm. a lot... There is a lot of great stuff in it. I mean, certain sequences, mm. certain thematic ideas and all this stuff towards the end. It's just really interesting and... 
you know, the average kind of drug bust movie doesn't have this stuff in it. Mm. So it's really cool that we can talk about all this sort of thing on a, on a plot that's in some ways relatively simple. Um, yeah. You know, yep. it's, um, it's good that there's all this other stuff kind of around it that you can think about and chat about. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, yeah, even if the actual mechanics of the plot were a little bit underwhelming and we were a bit spoiled by the trailer, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's the kind of film that if you think about it and stew on it, just it grows, gets better and better. I'd mm. love to watch it again, actually, mm. and uh, see what else I can discover. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the pre-post film review. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys thought of Sicario. Um, do you agree with John and I that it's uh, a pretty amazing, dark, brooding, creepy thriller, or did you hate it? Let us know. Um, <laughs> you can shoot us an email at prepostfilmreview at gmail.com, and we always reply to everything we get, so it's awesome hearing from you guys when you write in. That's right. It's always really good. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, give us a like there. That helps uh, get new listeners for the show. We appreciate the support. Uh, likewise, uh, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, that makes a massive uh, difference in terms of exposure for the show. Uh, and leave a rating if you'd like. A good rating or a bad one. Please a good one, though. That would be nice. Um, we're also on Twitter, at prepostfr and uh, it's just another way to get in contact with us staying in touch with uh, what we're thinking about film news and releases um, and uh, I, sh- I should have also mentioned that aside from iTunes obviously we're also on all the big kind of podcast servers like Stitcher and whatever the other ones are <laughs> so um, yeah we really appreciate the you guys subscribing and um, supporting the show yeah, um, you can also follow John and myself on Letterboxd, which is a cool site that lets you log all the films that you watch. Um, there are links to our profiles in the show notes. Um, so jump on there and have a chat. Uh, and join us next episode when we're going to be talking about a brand new Steven Spielberg film, Bridge of Spies. Exciting times. Yeah. Villeneuve. 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 Oh, fuck. Villeneuve. Yeah, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I'm going to... It makes me sound like more of an idiot, because I won't be able to say that. Dennis Villeneuve. Fuck. (laughs) Villeneuve. 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 Yeah, I think that's it. Just think of it as like Ville Nuev. <laughs> <laughs>